Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. USDA seeks to designate Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands as ASF Protection Zone. Deadly coral disease sweeping Caribbean. University of the West Indies issues vaccine mandate. Chile sends 16 tons of aid to Haiti. And there is a new way to fly to Jamaica. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, August 30th. We start our report today in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced its intent to designate Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands as a protection zone, a World Organization for Animal Health designation that allows the United States to maintain its current animal health status should there be a detection of the African swine fever, ASF, or other foreign animal diseases on the island territories. The USDA will work to gain World Health Organization for Animal Health acceptance of this designation to maintain U.S. pork export continuity should Puerto Rico or the U.S. Virgin Islands have an animal test positive for African swine flu in the future. The United States, including Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, remain free of African swine fever. a swine-only disease with no human implications. There is no commercial pork trade from Puerto Rico or the U.S. Virgin Islands to the United States mainland. We thank Secretary Vilsack for taking this preemptive step to preserve the continuity of U.S. pork exports as we continue to work to prevent the spread of the African swine fever to the United States, said Jen Sorensen, president of the National Pork Producers Council. We have significantly bolstered U.S. biosecurity defense against African swine fever since it began spreading in the Asian Pacific region nearly three years ago and must redouble our efforts given the recent outbreak in the Dominican Republic. The USDA announced confirmed cases of African swine fever in the Dominican Republic on July 28, 2021. The cases were confirmed as a part of an ongoing cooperative surveillance program between the United States and the Dominican Republic. Vacation and other travelers to the Dominican Republic should know that it is illegal to transport specialty meat products or other agricultural products from the Dominican Republic to the United States. For additional information on the ASF biosecurity, please visit www.nppc.org forward slash ASF. The Guardian reports a strong and fast-growing coral disease that has swept through the Caribbean, which could be linked to waste or ballast water from ships, according to research. The deadly infection known as stony coral tissue loss disease was first identified in Florida in 2014 and has since been moving through the region, causing great concern among scientists. It spreads faster than most coral diseases and has an unusually high mortality rate among the species most susceptible to it, making it potentially the most deadly disease 
ever to affect corals. More than 30 species of corals are susceptible. It was found in Jamaica in 2018, then in the Mexican Caribbean St. Martin and the Bahamas, and has since been detected in 18 other countries. The peer review study in the journal Frontiers in Marine Science supports the theory that ballast water from ships may be involved. Conducted in the Bahamas by scientists at the Perry Institute for marine science, it found that stony coral tissue loss disease was most prevalent in coral that were closer to the Bahamas' main commercial ports in NASA, the Grand Bahama, suggesting a likely link between the disease and ships. In 2017, the spread of deadly pathogens by ships when they discharge ballast water prompted the International Maritime Association to implement the Ballast Water Management Convention, which requires that ships discharge their ballast water used to maintain the ship's stability 200 nautical miles from shore in water at least 200 meters deep before entering port to ensure that they do not bring harmful foreign pathogens. In the Bahamas, stony coral tissue loss disease has spread rapidly since first being identified in 2019. Krista Sherman, senior scientist at the Perry Institute and co-author of the recently published paper said, the disease is spread along about 75 kilometers of reef track, about 46 miles. So for Grand Bahama, that is a large structure of reef. We're talking about mostly covering the entire southern coastline of the island. The Bahamian government has set up a national task force to tackle the problem. Currently, the most effective treatment for the disease is the application of the antibiotic amoxicillin directly to coral reef, which has seen some success in reducing mortality, but no realistic permanent solution is available. In a statement on Friday, the University of the West Indies, which is the first major institution in Jamaica to publicly issue a vaccination mandate, said students currently living on halls have until September 3rd to comply with the vaccination mandate. According to the university, the requirement is to ensure a safe living environment for its staff and students. Evidence of vaccination with any of the approved vaccines must be provided to the relevant student services and development manager in order to secure accommodations in the halls of residence, the statement said. Students who have received their first vaccination shot and are awaiting their second shot will be allowed to remain on hall. However, those students are being urged to make the necessary arrangements to receive their second shot at the earliest opportunity. The University of the West Indies indicate that students who are hesitant of taking the vaccine will not be permitted to reside in a hall of residence, but its Office of Student Services and Development will try to assist students in identifying alternative accommodations off campus. Those students will be reimbursed the unused portion of their resident fees that have already been paid. 
The University of the West Indies Cave Hill Campus in Barbados has officially extended its partnership with CIB First Caribbean with the signing of a Memorandum of Understanding for three years. The bank has contributed over two million U.S. dollars to the University of the West Indies to support various initiatives since the first MOU was signed between the two institutions in 2003. Principal of the Cave Hill campus, Professor Clive Landis, lauded the bank's support of the university over the past 18 years. Landis noted that the University of the West Indies will need to innovate and seek new business perspectives if the institution is to survive. In that regard, he announced the launch of the campus's latest entrepreneurial initiative, the Innovate Challenge, which is a competition organized by the Office of Business Development that rewards staff for impactful and innovative ideas that lead to income generation for the unit or department as well as the campus. The competition will be launched later this year and will be sponsored by CBI First Caribbean. Chief Executive Officer of CBI First Caribbean, Colette Delaney, stated that the bank cherishes its long-standing relationship with the University of the West Indies and was pleased to formally extend it for another three years. The bank assisted with providing access to finance and a business plan competition. To date, $240,000 has been dispersed among 40 startups since the inception of the program. The Chilean Air Force has carried 16 tons of humanitarian aid along with 25 tons of aid from other nations to Haiti, which was jolted by a major earthquake. Chile hopes the 16 tons of food, medicine and water and other items which were sent alongside donations from Panama and Costa Rica can contribute to and alleviate the most urgent needs of the Caribbean country at this time of great need. On August 15, Chile sent a flight to Haiti carrying humanitarian aid that consisted of medicines and basic necessities, such as water and food, as well as personal hygiene items. Another flight arrived on August 17 with 15 tons of humanitarian aid from the Panamanian government. A day later, another flight arrived in Port-au-Prince carrying 10 tons of aid from the Costa Rican government. In coordination with Chile, we sent humanitarian aid from Costa Rica, given the situation caused by the recent earthquake. Thank you, President Sebastian Pinera, for your initiative. I urge the international community to support the Haitian people, said Costa Rican President Carlos Alvarado. The day after the earthquake, Chilean President Pinera said, Chileans know and understand what a devastating earthquake means and what it means in terms of suffering and pain for the people who have to live with those adversities. And that is why we stand with and support the Haitian people in these moments of so much pain and anguish, he said, adding that Haitian citizens have access to priority visas for family reunification in Chile. 
According to the Caribbean Journal, Frontier Airlines is adding another new route to one of its Caribbean's most popular destinations. Beginning December 17, the low-cost carrier will kick off three weekly flights from Newark Liberty International Airport to Montego Bay, Jamaica. It's part of a growing new wave of new airlifts to the island, which has seen a full-fledged tourism recovery after first reopening in June last year. That includes new flights on the way from carriers like Virgin Atlantic and American Airlines, with the latter set to launch its first ever service from Philadelphia to Kingston the first week of November. And it also includes new flights from Atlanta to Montego Bay, set to kick off in November. Frontier has been adding more flights to the Caribbean more than any other carrier amid the pandemic, from source markets like Newark to its growing presence at Miami International Airport. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, August 30th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com.